Hello, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi Fraternity. Originally started in 2019, Coffee Talk is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Here, we will talk about life, leadership, sisterhood, and so much more. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to the next episode. Today's episode features my friend and sister, Kay Elam. Kay is a charter member of our Sigma Delta chapter at Huntingdon College, a member of our Rituals, Traditions, and Jewelry Committee, and our 2021 recipient of the Helen St. Clair Mullen Award. Kay sat down with me to talk about her experiences as a collegiate member, what it means to her to serve as a member of RTNJ now, and of course, about her love for ritual. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hello, Kay Elam, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Crystal. It's so good to see you. I was trying to think of how long it's been since I have known you. And I know that I was a newly initiated AOPI. So it was either the spring of my freshman year or the fall of my sophomore. So we're talking about a good 25 years plus here. Yeah, I think it was probably... The regional director. I thought so. I do remember very clearly you coming to visit our chapter, and you were in a like you were seated for a presentation in a wingback chair, and I was literally at your feet. Oh, I felt like a founder. Well, you should have. <laughs> do you know the only other woman whom I've ever sat at the feet of? was Mary Louise Roller during convention and we were in a break from practice and she sat and told stories and the chapter president sat around her feet just like we did yours that day. Then what good company. Yes, yes indeed. So you know my beginning. Mm -hmm. Tell me about yours. Okay. I was a junior in college and I was on a campus that had did not have a Greek system. So Sue Lewis, Sue Edmonds Lewis, was in our um, dean's office. She was um, in the administration, and she decided we needed a Greek system. So we had different um, uh, organizations come do presentations. And, of course, we selected AOPI because Sue was an AOPI. There were no, no one in my colony had any Greek relatives. So we didn't know what we were getting into. We, it was... We were colonized on January 31st, 1975. We were initiated on January 31st, 1976. It took a whole year to get us ready. Now, tell everyone where this was. This was in Montgomery, Alabama at Huntington College and what is now Sigma Delta Chapter. Shout out to the Sigma Deltas. Yes, the girls down there, they're great. Um, We had 19 charter members, and uh, we had the girls who were originally, uh, you know, pledged, and then some people dropped out, so we did recruitment. We didn't know what we were doing, but we did a recruitment, and we got (laughs) the people to replace them. I love the idea 
of chartering members and chartering chapters. You get your own special pin. You get to choose all of the things. You choose your chapter sub-motto. What is your chapter sub-motto? Sisters Devoted. Sigma Delta Sisters Devoted. It's a true statement. Right. You get to choose that. You get to literally sign the document. Right. The charter. Yes. It, it's just an amazing thing from the outside looking in. And mm -hmm. while I loved my experience at a chapter that was already established, mm -hmm. There is something special about that process. I would love to know as someone who was part of it, like what was your favorite part? Oh goodness. I was particularly close to our chapter advisor. And she was, I think, 26 years old. And we thought she was the oldest person in the world. I can remember <laughs> we would do things and we'd say, no, we better not tell her about that because she won't she won't get it. She won't understand it. Uh, <laughs> As every chapter advisor across North America of laughs course, right now. Of course. Um, it was a wonderful year. We had our struggles because, for one thing, we didn't know what being Greek meant. And no one on our campus really knew what being Greek meant. But it was, um, it was a really, really cool experience. I was the colony president, so I had a little bit of responsibility to you know, make things go right. It was, um, it was really neat to be there. I, at the time, I didn't realize it was as special as I know now that it was. I got to go to convention as a colony specialist. Oh, I mean, wait. as a colony What person. convention? This was Chicago, 1975. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It was before you were born, Crystal. Well, just a year, <laughs> barely, barely. <laughs> I caught it the next year. It's fine. And the, the, it was the second time I had been on a plane. Went all by myself. Uh, now, my, of course, my advisor was there. They let me come in and sit, you know, with everybody else at council. Of course, I did not have a vote, but I got Oh, my gosh, there. because you weren't initiated right. yet. So, every time, and they were making some really big changes. So, they were bringing out the ritual book and reading ritual quite a bit during the meeting. Every time they did ritual, they would say, would Kega Million please leave the room? Oh, please stop it. And so I would get up and I would walk out. They never explained it. They just told me to leave and then they told me to come back. And it wasn't like I was seated near the door. I was seated all the way across the room from the door. And I would leave and I would come back. And then somebody said, and I'm not sure who it was, but I've heard the story, that they didn't know who this Kagamian person was, but she was either very famous or very dumb. Or something. <laughs> that she needed to be told to leave the room all the time. But now I think there's just so would, would all uninitiated people leave. But I was the only That's one there. That's precisely what we would yeah, say. I was the only one there who was not initiated, so they just called me by name. Oh my gosh, I can't decide if that's cringeworthy or amazing. Like, I love those things. <laughs> oh my goodness. So then, that is definitely a different first convention experience. Oh, very much so. And what was so cool about it, Crystal, was so many people there adopted me. There were the girls from Washington State who adopted me. And I remember we talked about grits. So I sent them all boxes of grits <laughs> when I got home. And there was the girl from Birmingham Southern who adopted me. And then she came down for uh, my initiation and comes in my room and she gives me a bracelet and she gives me presents and stuff. Didn't, you know, talk to her for many, 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 many years. 
and now she was at this last convention and we connected. Oh my gosh, Isn't are you serious? Wonderful? That's amazing. And she has a child, of course the convention was virtual so we didn't really connect, but she has a child who lives here in Nashville. So the next time she comes to visit, we're really gonna connect. I love everything about this story. Oh my gosh. Okay, so charter member, what was then the colony president, you obviously are still volunteering. For those who are not familiar, your path has ultimately led you to being a member of our Rituals, Traditions, and Jewelry Committee. And we will get to that, but tell me about the journey that you took to get there because you have done a lot. Like we talked about in the very beginning, you were a regional director back when I was in school and many, many things along the way. I would love to know what has been among the most impactful experiences for you. Well, I guess maybe about 10, 15 years after I graduated, I was living in Anniston, Alabama and Jacksonville State University decided to do extension. So we presented and we came on campus. Wait, for our Delta Epsilon chapter? Yes, Delta Epsilon chapter. I was their colony advisor. Please stop it. They just won our JWH Cup. I know that. Did did you not know that I was jumping up and down and screaming? I almost missed mine because I was trying to get in touch with all the girls who were in the chapter when I was there. And I have, I was counting, I have about 50 of their Addresses that I'm still in contact with, email addresses and Facebook and stuff. Of the women where you were their colony advisor. Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Okay, so we know where new chapter development started. <laughs> right, and right. oh my gosh, that's that is amazing. And obviously, for people who are not aware, Delta Epsilon did win our JWH Cup for the most outstanding collegiate chapter. So that is a lot to celebrate. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, on the record, I had nothing to do with that. That was many, (laughs) many, many years ago. (laughs) Okay, but starting it is something to do with it. And and I do I do love something that you just said, and that's that you still have all of these women in your address book. I feel like you embody what it means to have a sisterhood for a lifetime. I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you have managed to maintain these connections all of these years, because while it has been with me for 25 years-ish in various capacities, whether it was advisor, partners in different AOPI events, experiences, committees, whatever that looked like, or just knowing each other, It does take a commitment. I would love for you to talk about that because I'm not the only person that you have maintained ties with. See my Christmas list. That's exactly right. So tell me a little bit about why that's important to you. That's what it's all about, Crystal. That's what it's all about. That's sisterhood. Well, that was an awful short but powerful (laughs) answer. So let's talk about where you are now. Throughout this path of alumni leadership and service, you are now a member of an international standing committee of RTNJ. Yes. What does it mean for you to be a member? It is, for me, it's the pinnacle of my service to AOPI. When I was younger, uh, I thought that the people on, AOP, on RTNJ 
were the really old people, the people who had all the wisdom, had all the knowledge. And then I get on the committee and I go, well, this isn't an old people committee. You know, it's really not. And then I start looking at the gray hair and I'm going, you know, really, it is an old people's <laughs> committee. But it takes a while to get the traditions and all of the rich, to really get to the point where uh, you really embrace it to serve on RTNJ. And when I came on the committee back in, I think, 2014, people, most of the people on the committee I knew already because I had crossed paths with them as my uh, role models and mentors through, the, through years past. So it was a pretty easy transition to come onto the committee. And it, it, it's the thing that, I, that I've heard so many people say, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do when, when I grow up. And it was the job that I see RTNJ as being for the people who've already done all the other things. And so we're not trying to, you know, get the next job up or trying to get, you know, another position that we want. We're not, you know, looking for those kinds of things. We are here because we've done it. And we. this is where we want to be and we want to... Uh, it's a fabulous place to be because we aren't involved in any of the day-to-day stuff. We are the big picture. We maintained our ritual. We maintain our traditions. We do something with jewelry too, but I mean, it's just... <laughs> don't forget the jewelry part. Don't forget the jewelry. Uh, but, you know, we... That's a pretty big charge to get to, you know, be the people who really hold, you know, the, the rituals and, and the traditions of Aopaya and keep them sacred for us. Absolutely. I do love our ritual. And people often ask, what do you love most? And that answer changes over the course of life. Like when I'm at different stages in life, different parts of our ritual speak to me in a different way. And I think we can all, for those of us who've had a a few decades to kind (laughs) of take stock of things, I think that's a pretty a pretty common experience mm-hmm. is is at various stages of life what is important in our ritual sort of speaks louder in different areas absolutely but for those women who are struggling with ritual because maybe they don't agree with a part of it or something doesn't naturally resonate with them i would love for you to offer some of your experience and wisdom to those women on how they can connect because we know that our ritual was written in 1897 by four very progressive women, but we also know that that was 125 years ago. And some of our members struggle with different pieces of our ritual. I would love to know what you have to offer those women. Well, our ritual is a very old ritual that we can be so proud of because from the very beginning, our founders were inclusive. Our founders were women who really wanted to bring other people, like-minded women with similar values, into the sisterhood. And as they've told us in their writings, they want all of us to be founders of of AOPI. For the people who struggle with it, I would say if you have the opportunity, sit down with a ritual book and just read and just read it and think about how, and and don't read it as as a whole piece. Pick out phrases and take those phrases and apply them to your life. 
I know that when I'm struggling with something, just like you, the different phrases, different parts of ritual mean, some, mean something different to, or mean something to me. It's not ritual as a whole when I'm doing that. It's a section of ritual that I can take and say, I need this to be comforted. I need this because this will make me feel calm. This will help me. Uh, you know, I'm struggling right now with whatever and what in our ritual can help. And there's always something there. You know, and it might not be the way I interpreted it before, but if I just look, there's always something there. So the people who are struggling, I would suggest that they sit down with a sister that they respect and talk about ritual and talk about what's bothering them and see if they can't come up with some pieces of ritual that might comfort them too. So I love that. And I love something you said in particular, and that is to sit down with the ritual book. And I think that our members sometimes don't know they actually can do that. It was a very long time before I realized you could actually touch things <laughs> that were involved in ritual. And while we won't go into details about what any of that is, because we do have non-AOPI listeners, the day that I realized you could, it was like just opening a whole new world. And I think sometimes our women don't realize they really can just sit with it and that it's okay to ask questions. Absolutely. I certainly don't think our founders sat down and were like, hey, girls, let's just write it out and there's going to be no conversation about this at all. Not our founders, no. <laughs> so let's talk about our founders for a minute because you received a pretty amazing award at convention. You received one of our founders' awards. Okay. Let's talk about that moment because you just mentioned you almost missed it. I I'm glad that it. you didn't. I was really busy trying to text all the Delta Epsilon Charter members to tell them about the JWH. And so I was sitting there, you know, not paying attention, even though my good friend Susan was up there talking, I was not paying attention. And we, we were having a great big watch party from the Nashville area alone chapter. And Mary had come in on Zoom and uh, our friend Karen Hickman from RTJ, she had come in on Zoom. And I just almost missed it. And everybody there realized it was me before I did. So at what point did you realize that it was you? I in college, uh, uh, first chapter president. Tell me how that must have felt. I was in shock. I was in shock for about a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was going like, what? This, this is not, you know, I don't know. I don't deserve this. I don't. You know, Don't you not, dare say well, that. Is, you ask, what did I think? Okay, you're right. I did. And I was thinking, you know, first time I was, I was thinking, who would nominate me for that? And it, it was just a lot of thoughts like that that just were kind of pouring in. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're not really positive thoughts. I should work on that. <laughs> <laughs> At what point did the positive thoughts set in? Well, just, the, I mean, immediately. Crystal, I did not get home until 1 o'clock in the morning, and I have not been out that late in years. Well, we know at least since 2019. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I have to tell you, as someone who is privileged to have the responsibility of reading 
our Founders Awards. I could not imagine anyone better suited in this moment to have received such a thing. And that is not just because you are my friend. It is because, yes, you are my friend and my sister, but I truly believe that our founders would have been proud for you to carry on with one of their awards. I think that is just outstanding. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Well, I didn't intend to, but... What I would ask for you, because you have been a mentor to so many women and a friend to so many more and sisters to those even beyond that, what is one piece of advice that you would give to our members on how to live ritual every day or even just how to maintain their connection to AOPI? Well, when I was a collegian, after I you know did learn what ritual was all about, uh, one thing that I found that helped me was every morning I said our initiation pledge into the mirror. It helped me start my day, and it just kind of got me through the day. And I've taught a lot of people that during the course of the years of working with people, and other people have said they've tried that, and that it really does make a difference for them. But it's something that just kind of keeps you connected, and so... What I would say is pick your favorite part of ritual and then just kind of think about it every day. And what does it mean? And you can change. It doesn't have to stay the same thing. But, you know, just pick a part and think, okay, how can I think about this today? And how how does this fit in my life right now? And you don't have to spend hours doing it. Just a brief little connection. And that's all it takes. I love everything about this. Thank you for joining me for this episode. And for everyone out there listening, as always, thank you. And until next time, stay safe and be well. Mm